0: Episode of, episode. of wow, I'm hearing oh. delay. Uh, <laughs> uh, of Wookie <laughs> Radio, Radio. my new Marvel geeks Mighty and Weebie geeks Weeby. It is a, is a, a trio, trio show, show, and I don't know why I'm hearing myself.
1: But yeah, you got a huge echo. You you must be broadcasting from a huge hall right now, right? <laughs> No, I'm
0: broadcasting from my home office. Yeah. <laughs> <The home laughs> nice I see now it's gone.
1: Right. There you go. Yeah.
0: So um it is Derek, Eric, Brett, Ken, Kylan, and myself hey. Mike, how is everyone doing?
2: Good.
3: Uh-huh. Really good.
2: Does that make us we be Marvel Wookies then?
3: <laughs> Sounds good to me. Uh we are legion. And we are men. This is
1: a this is the first, isn't it? Mike, a crossover of all shows?
0: It is a first of all three shows of of the network, I guess, you want to call it.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um because we also have technically one half of Keepers of the Fringe. And, and guesting with us is two members of Geek Watch 1. There you go. So, um, Star Wars. And we Wars. got half
1: of um, DC superpowers also. This is true. They, 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 yeah, sit back, try, try to wrap your head around how many podcasts are sitting here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a so we did that on last in e- your earphones. <laughs> yes. We did that um, last episode of Geek Watch 1, episode 100. We went through and counted up how many shows were between the four of us. I think it was seven or eight shows. Those?
0: wow <laughs> well we're like in Marvel. Talks- it's all connected yeah <laughs> that's right yeah. well in this case we are all connected yeah, I was going to yeah, say this are. time for real let's talk Star Wars Celebration yes uh Eric and I were there um I think content-wise, it was a great show. Uh, the Content-wise, content yes. The content was great. Uh, the show overall, for me, it was my third. And I'm going to rank them. Celebration 6 is number one. That's the best one yet I've been to. Celebration 5, number two. This one, number three, overall.
1: Yeah, but that 40th anniversary panel had to be one of the best panels you've ever seen.
0: Um, there was a star
1: power on that panel.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. But there was a yeah, ton of star were, power on that one. There was just a ton of star power in general at the event, because apparently John yeah. Williams was there for the Carrie Fisher tribute <laughs> um, and directed the Orlando Symphony Orchestra.
1: Yeah, that was um, on the 40th anniversary panel. Yeah. yeah.
0: The um, but the the last Jedi panel. I'm like, oh yeah! That roar in the entire building was deafening.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) We
0: were in the exhibit hall, and with the door, and you could still hear it bleed in from the hallways, from where it was bleeding through the glass from the from the stages that was involved with that. It's. Yeah, something else.
3: It, the content was fantastic getting to that content not so much.
1: Yeah, that's what I've heard from um other sources too. It was just it, it was um the celebration of lines
0: yeah. yeah, now for the panels I, itself, like we were at the Marvel panel, we were at the Riders panel. The the lines were no different than what I had at C five and C six.
3: Right. Yeah, yeah, you needed to be there an hour before the panel started to I mean, get it, a half decent you know, seat. Yeah, if if, if, it, if it was
0: a, if it's a decent panel, you now Marvel the Riders table those were decent panels. Um. So yeah, that was normal, but a three mile line to get
3: in on the first day. Wow, that was a 35 yeah, Half hour wait. Now see, I try to avoid use of the word cluster <laughs> because it, people do tend to overuse it and kind of loses its its significance. Right. But I really think that's the only word you could use for that. Yeah. yeah. The whole Now, I I don't want to rag too much on the staffers. Staff because was great. the staffers, it, I did not run into a single staffer the whole time that did not act like they were working their butts off. Particularly around in the media lounge, in the uh, yeah. the show office, um, big, just big trying trying to get stuff going. Big right? shout out to Max from Repop. Pop. Yes, uh, the man
0: was the head media, the, the head of the media room, and big shout out to Max. Uh, appreciate. Everything that Max did, uh, yeah, Max was definitely
3: great. definitely underappreciated. Mm, yeah, I just got the the impression though that it, it had the feel of things were thrown together, particularly in the legit getting people in. Yeah, and the security detail, the security <laughs> details where I really have the 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 biggest issues. It's not that they were mean. It's not that they were they, but just seemed like they're. They were very unorganized... Very ill-equipped. We uh, we ran into a a situation with security on Saturday. Yeah, was it Saturday? Yeah, it was Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, because we were trying to get we were trying to get to the rebels panel. That's what it was. Yeah, and we had a I, we had a question. I don't want to go into too much detail. We had a question, and they were they were not helpful. I don't think it was like intentionally not helpful. It's just they were ill-equipped. They said I would have to ask the supervisor. The supervisor has walked off. We don't know where he is. Well, can you call him when you walk? Nobody had a freaking walkie-talkie. Mm, really, Uh-oh. not a single in this area. Not a single one of them had them. So none of them had any means to contact superiors or the security office, or even each other. The only
0: ones who had were the yellow shirts. The the jacketed folks. There were no walkie-talkies. Yeah, mm. so
3: that's it, crazy. And after Thursday, they said there was no media in. Yeah.
0: Well, no, we still. Yes, yeah, th- that was thir- only- Thursday. Salt we got it. E- d- Thursday we went in with the exhibitors and the and the VIP. Then, okay. th- because of the fiasco, they opened it yeah. up to they opened up more more entrances. And, and and even that was kind of crazy. After you got through, oh, you can't sit here. You can't sit there. Okay, whatever. Um, it's like yeah. the, the media I mean, there entrance
3: kind of disappeared. Tables and chairs sitting up there. Yeah, it, there were tables and chairs sitting in them because they were like I don't know within five hundred feet of the entrance or something. And God knows you can't sit within hundred feet of an entrance. I don't know. It just there was any uh, just any miscommunications because yeah. trying to get to the media room where we would get our wristbands for the rebels panel or as it mm-hmm. turned out the little thingies we were given like what four or five different stories on how to get there. Yeah. Four or five different people. Yeah. One of them being the head the of organizer the cell.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and when we name and, dropped her name, security's like, I don't care who told you, you can't
3: come in this way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> so, so we, well, this was when we had already gotten through security and they routed us into the cattle corral is what it was. Yeah. It was like a big cell for getting into the exhibition hall and what have you. Right. And we were told we can't get in there. We, we can't meet in this line for that to come for that to open up because we'll miss our window for the wristbands. So what we wound up having to do once we had gotten through checkpoint the first checkpoint we'll just that we checkpoint would go through in the day. We had to, yeah, we'll check checkpoint alpha. We leave out of checkpoint alpha, go outside the convention center, walk halfway around the freaking thing, come in through another, get in another line, walk another line, go through a second security checkpoint with no metal detectors whatsoever. The, the checkpoint alpha had like a, a bank of what you go through. Right. Mm-hmm. These, none. It, it was just, it felt like this was just one that they slapped together at the last. Last second. Instead of a well, metal detector, it was. <laughs> you had the secure person waving the wand over your pack and rooting around in there with it. And I'm like, you're going to find the thing, the Mentos, that's been in there since the Reagan administration, but, you know, that's okay. And it's just, it had a very haphazard feel to it. Am I right?
0: Yeah, very, very. Very haphazard. Very um, didn't know what to do. I mean, I, I knew Friday uh, the C Hall entrance was going to be a little chaos, you know, with the tables and the wands. But I would have thought Saturday, Sunday, they would have had they would have been able to get detectors in. Unless that was one of those they couldn't afford to bring detectors in. Again, a totally different. They corralled everyone through E Hall this go round, whereas the last two they corralled everyone through A Hall. So we all entered down at the lower end, and you had the whole lobby section that you queued up and you went up the stairs and you you had halls a1 and a2 that you corralled in and it was fine it's just well when apparently the event breaks an attendance record of seventy thousand people Mm -hmm. the biggest the the biggest okay where, where am i getting this audio from um the the biggest um uh, shoot! 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 my the big the biggest attendance yet for a celebration. Anaheim wasn't this big. I think Anaheim yeah, but was like.
1: From everything I heard, this is what they were expecting, though. They knew no. they were going to have this many people. They were expecting. 60, yeah. See, 000. that's the
0: thing. They were expecting sixty. What they told the convention, what they, what was with the convention center for estimated attendance was sixty thousand. It comes in at seventy.
3: But what they had in place, though, Mike, wouldn't have handled sixty thousand. No. If they had, if they had adequately planned for sixty thousand, there really wouldn't have been that much of a problem. No, I don't think they. had this their crowd control their handling getting in would have had handled 30 to 40,000. Yeah.
4: See, like okay, like I've been to Dra- DragonCon, Con is easily 65 to 70,000 people. And so -hmm. And and now, and it's possible, like, cause, and that's spread over five different hotels. And so Uh I've seen, like, I I can't explain how it's done, but those people, maybe they're just used to it. But they know how security knows how to keep those crowds moving. And and, and if you you need to know something, like, communication is key, especially talking about dealing with that many people. And you would think that they would have. I mean, even like you said for sixty thousand you'd think that they would have prepared for that a little better anyway.
1: Gen Con's the same way. GenCon's like um sixty five to seventy thousand and uh, mm-hmm. it's weird. You're mentioning metal detectors and security stuff like that. They don't have any of that stuff there. And they have about the same amount of people.
0: Yeah. Well a little a little different, I guess, here in Orlando than Wisconsin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well no, it's Indianapolis.
0: Well well, uh, even still with Indianapolis, still a little bit different. Man. It it was it, it was but once intriguing.
3: you got in once you got in right it was good it was great
0: yeah yeah it was it was just getting in what was the hard part originally
3: it's kind of like getting was half the fun never tried to get into celebration yeah,
0: I mean, I I know a couple of my coworkers said they it was three hours for them to get in.
4: Wow, wow that's on, crazy on,
0: thur- on Thursday, and they barely made the 40th anniversary panel. So I can um, I
4: can imagine that. Wow, just I
0: know. Speaking of panels, the writers panel was awesome.
3: Writers panel was awesome. Very much so. Um, go ahead. No, I just I was just going to say that I thought they did a very good job of pulling in different aspects of the uh, the writing and publishing that pertains to Star Wars I mean you had Lucasfilm publishing you had Marvel you had IDW you had I don't know if he qualifies as any of the others but you had Timothy Zahn in there with you yeah uh, it
0: I think – almost hate to say it, though. The, the ones that stole the show were the two Ben's who wrote uh, Join the Resistance.
3: Oh, God, yes.
0: They stole the show. And you know what? I happened to get it on audio by mistake, and it <laughs> will be released on Weeby Geeks and Wookie Radio. It's a bonus show this week or within the next week.
3: Awesome. Nice. <laughs> like Dickie so, V would say, serendipity, baby. Now, but, <laughs> now before.
0: <laughs> Before Eric has to leave, let's talk about Rebels real quick in the Rebels panel. The three of us got okay. got reserved seats for the panel. We were invited by Disney and Lucasfilm PR to be a part of this panel. Oh, really? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we also got and invited – And the press conference afterwards. Which will be coming out as well as its own show, uh, as a bonus show this week. Um during the pre-show, even the dog likes it. Yes. <laughs> During the pre-show, Eric got tabbed, and he brought it upon himself. So the the MC Mark Daniels uh, is walking down. Whose first
3: celebration hang on, hang is on, it? Hang on before before you do this. Before you do that. I we need to back up and we need to point out that just the day you know, on Friday, the day before this, uh we were and by the information he looks to me and Max says, Hey, do you want a, a first time or celebration button? And I'm just kinda like, uh, the lines the line's too long. Well, he doesn't listen to me and I'm glad he didn't because he line and he waits in that line and it just we're we're off taking care of something else. And he comes up and he hands us two, you know, first time celebration attendee buttons. We put it on our lanyards, then when we get to the the pre the pre show for the panel, the uh, the MC goes around. He's asking, "It's like I need, uh, I, I'm looking for people that have been there for the first time. You know, I'm looking for first time attendees." And he's like, right up next to us when he does this. So I just like holler out, "It's like I'm a first timer and I got the button to prove it." So it just right, he gets up and he starts asking me questions about it. And like you know, so I'm standing there with my, my- mighty Marvel Geeks T-shirt on. And staring into the streaming camera where he's streaming it wherever uh, we don't know if it's like streaming to the internet or just scream, streaming or screening rooms or even to, out to the live show. Asked where, when did you, you know, uh, why did you come down here? You know, what brought you down here? I went to Mike who's sitting there wearing his Wookie Radio shirt uh, and gets he gets gets him up and you know starts asking. him it's like you know well, what's you know what's your what's your shirt's a podcast? Just, what do y'all talk about and without missing a beat, he just looks star trek
4: <laughs> oh my god <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, yeah it just it just missed a beat just very deadpan and they says yeah we we talk about all star, all things star wars etc et and uh um, mike what all did you what all else did you tell him besides star trek you're muted i was Un-mute trying to yourself i was trying to do the whole
0: bit uh we talk about star wars you know about star galactic you know with cylons and xenomorphs and he goes as soon as I said, you know, what do you talk about? Star Trek. Mike comes, and I'm still talking, and he pulls the mic away, and he, <laughs> and he face palms. He, he looks down, face palms, <laughs> comes back up, gets on the mic, asks a stupid question.
3: Now, mind you, when,
0: when I said Star Trek, I was expecting the room to boo because there was <laughs> there was a couple no, thousand. The
3: room, the crowd goes nuts, <laughs> just just laughing their heads off. But between the two
0: of us, oh my God! The yeah. the advertising, the promotion we got from being for wearing what we were wearing, we couldn't have paid for that.
3: No, we couldn't have. And and, and the and the best part to me, aside from that, was that he asked me what my favorite part of so so far, and without missing a beat, I just I say my favorite part, without a doubt, is watching my son's face light up as he goes around his first celebration and the crab's nuts. on them. Yeah. So if as it turns Great. out uh um, yeah that went out on the video as well. So unfortunately we got it, we
0: got it, it did not go out on the internet stream.
3: Mm-hmm. No, but we still got we probably were like the highlight aside from dancing hondo. Yeah. <laughs> there was a hondo cosplayer. I think I know we, who that is. Yeah, no, we we were streaming yeah, to the, the other rooms though. Yeah, but I mean dancing hondo had moves. Yeah, he did start playing thriller and buddy he he had he nailed it <laughs>
1: yeah i know i know who that is i think i think that's shazbazar from the mighty or from um techno retro dads he has like a spot-on Honda that everybody loves and i know he was there with the uh oh,
0: what? that may have been him now prior to everything starting yeah, it was still dj Elliot playing the music uh who walks right in front of us um well i i look at eric and i said i'll be right back and i i hand off a business card i hand off show post you know the show's postcard uh postcard with the three shows on it uh and i hand these off to pablo hildago oh nice yeah. cool. i i come back sit down and eric goes who's that i said
3: Keeper of the Holocron. I mean, to me, me, I I didn't know what he looks like. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what the man looks like. I mean, just I I saw the short guy with glasses and he he looked like a nice guy. It's kind of like, why is why is Mike giving him everything that we have? (laughs) And then when he said Pablo Hadaka, I go, oh, oh, that's who that is. (laughs) So, yeah, that was my fanboy moment for the night. (laughs) Uh, Press conference
0: was awesome. Right. Well, yes, I guess to finish Rebels. Uh, big news! owl rebels season four is the last. Right, no more after this.
3: And did I call it or did I call it? You you called it. Now you called it. Just to follow hey, up. Dave Filoni gets up. Go ahead.
0: Uh, JediNews.co.uk or as we know them, Jedi News. They they had the announcement today that apparently season four will only be sixteen episodes, fifteen to sixteen episodes. Oh, and it's going to play well, out like is, and yeah. it's going to play out like one long story arc.
1: Yeah, I guess Ahsoka is coming back this season, too. We're going to get a definitive end to Ahsoka's story. Yeah, uh, I just
0: read that. Well, considering Filoni was teasing all weekend, was she alive? Yeah. Wasn't she alive? Um,
3: yeah, the shirt that he had during the panel said Ahsoka lives mark.
0: But at the end of the panel, he did have one that said Ahsoka lives with an exclamation point. But by the time he gets into the panel, it was back to the question mark. Or for mm-hmm. the
3: press conference, it was back to the question mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, no, when when Filoni started talking and said, you know, it's been a great runner, it, it was just something. It just kind of made me worried. It just sounded like red flag stuff. So I poked Mike in the ribs. This is the last season. Shut up. Yeah. This is like three, two, one. Season four is going to be the last season. I was like, Okay.
0: They they're ending it the way he wants to end it. Not like um not like it was. Like Clone Wars. Like Clone Wars where it's just pulled
3: out from underneath him.
0: Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> because definitely with Disney XD. And he did
3: make reference to that.
0: And because you know, with Disney XD, not a lot of shows make it past season 4 to a fifth season. Mm-mm. Yeah. So so I think he saw the writing on the wall there. Um so cool. So at the press conference, I did get a chance to ask a question. Um and, and the question basically was to paraphrase my my question I'm paraphrasing myself. Wow, I've never done that before.
3: <laughs> um, the, you know, we, we just see don't the, plagiarize yourself; you'll be all right. We
0: we see the relationship between Hera and and Canaan. Yeah, th- there's speculation. Season one, season two definitely opens up more in season three. Was there some relief to to the relationship be, being a little bit more open or exposed? And how much more of that relationship will we see in season four? Well, we got evaded. Or that question got evaded. So, uh- Oh, there was no relief. Like, okay.
1: <laughs> well, that's Dave Filoni's superpowers evasion. Well, no, this yeah. was
0: this was Vanessa Vanessa this Marshall was, this saying came this
3: came from Vanessa because
0: I ah. asked her direct. I mean, Vanessa didn't get a lot during the panel itself, and she wasn't being given a lot during the press conference. So, I mean, I went right to it, and, and I had this question the whole time because i told eric beforehand i said i got the perfect question if i'm allowed i got the perfect question it was the perfect question it was the only question where afterwards anyone on the panel said thank you for the question it had and then what rest of the day off and on dude that was a great question dude that was a great question it's all we heard off and on the whole day Mm -hmm. cool so, you know, typical Weebie Geeks, Mighty Marvel Geeks, Wookiee Radio fashion. The question was delivered in the, in the style of our shows. And it, and it was a hit. So. Yes. Nice. Um, but, yeah, it, Filoni did kind of tease that we will see Hera become general before the end of the season.
4: Okay. Nice.
0: Um, they showed us the first episode of season four. Ah, okay. So yeah, I heard well, about
1: that. You guys got to see um, some Mandalorians. Oh, did we? That's see all. Some, yeah. that's, that's the only thing. That, that, just, that's just the only spoiler I've heard out of it is because they had them in it.
0: <laughs> um. I'm just gonna say two words, and this is gonna be it in regards to this episode, Bo katan
1: Yeah, I know we're getting her back because she's in the, she's all over in the trailer too. Yep, she's back. Okay, starting episode one.
0: Is. And, and episode one, it's gonna be just like it was with all the others. It's it's, it's gonna run 15 weeks, but it's a 16 episode run because they're gonna Because it's gonna be a one hour premiere, and what we saw was the first half hour. Uh I'm not going to say any more about it. missed. Uh, if,
3: yeah, if, we, we if, if,
0: if I do, it's going to spoil.
3: I mean, I will say that the shot of Chopper balking the, the stormtrooper in the head with his own gun, <laughs> that was pretty cool. But you saw the trailer, too. so Yeah. Well, this
0: but episode, I, I, I think this episode, we see a side of Chopper we hadn't seen before either in the very beginning. Because, I mean, I'm going to say. The side? No, like with the whole trench thing. Because we do see the trench in the trailer where they jump up out of a trench. We we see that in the trailer. But it's Chopper's actions around that that period right near the beginning and it makes you go, that's not quite Chopper to some mm. extent.
4: Mm. I, but I have a question. 42. <laughs> Oh, okay, Wisconsin. Like, all, all, Wisconsin might be an answer, actually. But all the stuff all right, with all the stuff that came out, there was something that there was some announcement about Star Wars reads. Do you remember what that? Do, yes,
3: uh, yes. Uh, head of Lucasfilm Publishing said it. Uh, you know how in years past, Star Wars reads was just one day. Right. This year, it's all month. What?
0: The entire month of October.
3: And again, S- it, Star Wars reads yes
0: that that will be released as a a special or as a bonus episode for this week for Weeby Geeks and Wookiee Radio. Um, well, you know what? I'm going to release it too for Mighty Marvel Geeks since oh, Marvel so- was involved.
3: Awesome! The writers yeah. panel, yeah, there you go.
0: Because Charles Soule oh, is on. By
3: the way, Kylan. Charles. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh huh.
4: <laughs> what? 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 Because you froze. No, spoiler on me. alert. Spoiler alert. Okay, hit me.
3: <laughs> spoiler alert. All month long. Oh, that's what it was. All yep. m- uh, all
4: month long.
0: All month long for the month of October. Yes. There'll be events all month. Oh, crap. O- officially sanctioned events all month long. Now, they did talk about, too, how you know, with Force Awakens, we had the journey to the Force Awakens. There will be right. a journey to The Last Jedi. And one of the things announced from Marvel, the beginning of a five-issue mini, Captain Phasma.
2: Oh, yeah. I read about that.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah. this this <laughs> Gonna be awesome.
4: Now, do we know the timing of that? Is that going to be between? Does that take place between uh, seven and eight, or is it sometime before seven? Or wh- wh- where's the timing of this story?
0: Do not know. There I was got no, the
4: impression it was.
3: It was right, gonna, I got the impression it was right after episode seven. That's oh, the really
0: that's the impression I got. Is a lot. Okay. of This is going to fill the gap in between since oh, there's oh. No, since there's been nothing. There, there's been no canon written for in between at the moment but even jordan white editor for marvel said i don't know i mean because uh, like
4: poe dameron actually takes place before it's pre-six right uh yeah. Yeah. or no uh, Dameron takes place before seven yeah before seven. i mean yeah. i mean i mean pre-seven yeah yeah so um, yeah, I, I know uh,
2: Did they give a creative team on that fast no book? no not
0: yet um i will say Thank you Eric for coming on. I know you got to go. Um, we're we're going to talk some more celebration stuff, especially about the Marvel panel over on Mighty Marvel Geeks. I mean, we're going to talk about it here as well. Um so, I just oh, Eric's already left, so I want to thank Eric for being on um so I'm gonna to try to answer more questions about the show uh, so I guess in many ways the sh- the show is kind of q and a, a Q&A. you guys drilling me and and I'll give whatever information I could give as well along with uh my opinions on a few things um trying to think where else do I go? Uh, the Marvel panel was, was amazing. Um, John Tyler, John Tyler Christopher was there, uh, talked about the action figure variants, and basically, you know, I, I mentioned it to him, I mentioned it to Jordan. I said, it's not... I mean, it's not JTC's fault. I mean, he's just drawing them. He doesn't control the stipulations. Same thing with with Jordan. He's just the editor on the series, along with Deadpool and everything. He doesn't control the distribution. Um, but I mean, he did hear hear my, my complaint about it. Um and he said you know it is being worked on but there's still more coming there i am sure we're going to see with Phasma number 1 there's going to be an action figure variant for that um yeah, sure. with screaming citadel there's going to be a, a action figure for that with the new vader series there's going to be an action figure for that now uh charles was saying that with with the new vader series it literally takes place seconds after revenge of the sith ends Oh, cool. The opening page... And, and we got to see some of the opening pages. hmm The opening... Pa- and, and, of course, the pages are on... Um, I think they're on Mighty Marvel Geeks' Facebook page. Okay. Uh, they're also on the Weeby Geeks page in, in the photo albums. It literally starts off with him coming off the slab. Oh. So... um with the poe dameron series we're starting to see some uglies show up Mm -hmm. and for those of you who don't know what uglies are they're like different fighter ships pieced together to create a new fighter ship
4: and i thought i thought poe dameron was ending
0: no it's continuing so so it's issue 13 it is an ongoing yeah
4: like and see now that's something that was brought over from legends because they kind of they they were kind of toying with that in some of the uh the rogue the rogue squadron books yeah, you that's know, where they were introduced. Like I remember them taking a like you you would take the say the fuselage of an X-wing, right, and then put the uh, like the 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 the, 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 the what did they call on the Tie Fighter the um,
1: the panels solar pan- panels
4: mm. the yeah the, the the solar panels on Tie Fighter and they and they would create a ship out of that, which well, I thought was awesome.
0: Well, one of the one of the examples they gave was you took the. Um, the head of an Adat, and you put the, the 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 engines and the wings of a Tie
2: Fighter on it and fly that around. <laughs> oh, I think I've seen that somewhere. I I'll take that in a heartbeat. Um, might, I might have seen that like as a fan art or something. I'm not sure.
0: Now they they did go back and cover some of the some of the books of the past, uh, like Souls uh, Lando and how that came up, and that was that was him pitching it. He pitched Lando. Um, then um they they did a survey about what book would you would we like to see next and they and they they went broad okay you want to see sequel trilogy prequel trilogy original trilogy and everyone's gone and of course with with the prequel um the uh it, it was um they 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 were calling the time period between the trilogies the trilogy before so like rebels is still prequel esque Period. Mm. So people were going, well, let's go prequels. It's like, okay. So they went with the prequel. And then everyone's like, well, how about we go with this one next? Um, Attack of the Clones, or Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, or Revenge of the Sith. And people kind of went Revenge of the Sith. And uh, basically it came down to people were wanting an Ahsoka book. So we may be seeing an Ahsoka title.
1: Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah.
0: Well, so, I mean,
4: uh, she's certainly popular enough, you know.
2: It'll. I'm sure it'll probably be a young adult. Book. This dog's gonna be popular I, enough here in a minute. <laughs>
1: there
4: was already a um, book
2: that came out with her. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, that was an awesome book too.
2: Was it? To read it. it. Yeah.
1: I still say that um, Ahsoka Tano is one of the reasons we actually do have any female action figures right now. It's. The, it was like mm-hmm. one of the very the first ones that people actually wanted to get for a female action figure. I mean, Leia was always fun, and Padme had some interesting ones, but Ahsoka was the one that even. The little boys wanted to have to
2: play. She's a great character, probably oh. one of my favorite all-time Star Wars characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I remember how excited I got when when I saw her come back to Rebels. The funny thing is,
1: you excited when you saw her come back to Rebels. Do you remember the first time you saw her on Clone Wars? Oh, well she
0: came <laughs> in right. She came in right in the beginning with the movie. Yeah, yeah.
1: But mm. she, it was a, a lot of people. That was a very very annoying character. Oh uh, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah.
1: Remember she was calling Anakin Sky Guy and. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Snips and yep. r 2 Remember that one? I do yeah. remember that. Oh. But they also
0: kind of, it almost felt like they made her almost too young in the beginning as well. True, yeah.
4: they did, yeah.
0: Because it's like by the time we see her near the end of season one, I mean, she she's grown a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and she keeps the same look in season two. And then what was it? Season three is when they... She does the costume change.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I believe that was one of the reasons of having her on there was so that there was a, basically an entry character that could be our our eyes in this world almost. It was someone who was brand new to the situation, didn't know what she was doing either, just like us going into the show, had no idea what was going on.
2: Right. But do you think that they realized early on that making her too young was not going to work? I think so. Yeah, because yeah, I think they did uh, definitely age her. Between the, those seasons, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, she was. Yeah, I think
1: there was what three years between um, episode two and three. If she was, uh, mm-hmm. they are. They always knew that she was going to end up aging up anyway, and that's the right time frame. If she was twelve when she started and ended at sixteen, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a I, lot of growth in regular in humans in that time frame.
0: Yeah, that's true. yeah. see, I I thought. I thought they were. I thought she was supposed to be a hair older. I thought she started off sixteen, ended at eighteen or
1: nineteen. I I thought she was uh, right around 16, 17 when she left the order. I could be wrong. I'm not sure.
0: Well, I don't think they really ever truthfully um, acknowledged an age of her.
2: I don't think so either. No.
0: So it's um, not on purpose. True. So yeah, we, so Pablo.
1: and uh, Pablo, let us know. <laughs> Pablo,
0: oh keeper of the holocron. Oh keeper of the holocron. What's the age of Ahsoka in the beginning and at the end of Clone Wars? Because obviously she's a young adult in uh, in Rebels. Right. Oh yeah. A very a very mature young adult.
1: Now I'm I'm thinking Rebels. She's uh, the late twenties,
2: according to her older her Wikipedia page, which could be considered. Um correct info. Uh Master Blokoon found her at the age of three. And that was thirty three years before the Battle of Yavin. So Okay. Yeah, so she's
1: about thirty when she comes on to Rebels. Twenty nine thirty
2: which takes place
0: 17 year which is 16 to se, uh, 15 to 17 years after uh, Sith.
1: so yeah that means she's about 50, she's right around 15 14 15 when she leaves uh, clone wars
2: okay yeah that would make sense so then should I did the uh console did it wrong yeah like, really in yeah mm-hmm.
0: uh, now um, the battlefront 2 trailer and that pound again I wasn't we weren't there because of um the Marvel panel but oh my lord the trailer is beautiful oh yeah this is the battlefront we were wanting
4: yeah <clears throat> right, good because I did not I, I wanted to get the first one but I was told I was warned off against it so hard and I and I didn't but i I've been hearing nothing but good about this one so well,
0: the way it looks it looks great it really does. It really, really does.
4: Yeah, and it looks like they're actually
2: listening uh, to fans. Well, you, you could pre-order now.
0: You, you could get the standard for 60 bucks, or um, or the deluxe edition for 80 And it will come with bonus DLC that, that won't be available after the pre-orders. Mm. So, um, the trailer. Let's go ahead and just hit that. The Last Jedi trailer. Yes. That was um, amazing. I, I know for me, I, I was joking with Eric. You, you hear you hear Luke go, and now, reach out. The only thing that came to mind was, Depeche, was uh, Depeche, er, per, personal Jesus. Reach out and touch faith.
1: Touch faith.
0: <laughs> As, the next line I kept, kept wanting to sing it was like, and now, reach out in touch faith I like, oh, wait <laughs>
1: and,
4: then, and, then,
0: and then and then I was like now can we get Luke, now can we get Luke to go personal jesus
4: <laughs>
0: um but uh initial impressions of the trailer
4: I I am excited to uh yeah I I'm 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 ex- I'm already excited for for episode 8 you know I already am and okay. the thing is the second the second in the trilogy is always like the most emotionally intense cause Attack of the Clones there's a lot of crap that happens there. Uh, Empire Strikes Back there's a lot of crap that happens there. I'm just prepared I, I, I just get the feeling that I, I, I'm, there's gonna be a lot of feelings going on with this one. I'm just oh, yeah. prepared for that.
2: I'm just prepared for it. I can definitely see that.
4: I love the opening of it where it looks like you're in a star
1: field then it looks like you're looking at a planet then you realize it's just the rock face that she's standing on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got it playing in the background here while I while we're talking. Uh,
2: I think you're Brett, you're uh, muted, Brett. <laughs> mm-hmm. One more time. Where she was um, uncovering the the thing with like the star on it. Yeah. I was I wasn't sure what that was.
0: That's that's a, that? that's a bookshelf with Different books. Oh, yeah. what she's uncovering is um, a Jedi manual of some sort. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like an ancient Jedi a-
1: tome. Okay,
0: is it is it a tome or is it or yeah. is it a book?
1: Well, um, actually, I mean, I'm half, I'm almost done reading um, Bloodlines right now, and it talks about Luke has been going all over the galaxy looking for these old Jedi tomes and all this stuff on um, how the Jedi were trained back in the day and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this must be just another one of the Jedi tomes that he found.
0: Now, no, the next question is: We see a wide shot from the island where. Where you see Ray training and you see Luke up high, but there's these statues
1: mm-hmm.
0: were they always there? Did Luke build them? Who are they? What are they
1: yeah I'm getting to that part of the trailer here in just a second
0: things that make you go hmm mm-hmm. now we we do see a new planet called crate yeah and it's a, and it's the salt planet
1: and tell me yeah. that doesn't look like pod razors.
2: Yeah, that, that's what
0: I thought. Sorta, too. sorta. But when you when you cut to the one shot where when the one ship is, is struggling and, and bounces off the planet's surface,
4: mm-hmm. do you
0: you notice the gorilla walkers in the front.
2: They're off I in the distance. That far.
1: Yep. Yeah. And actually, going back to that shot you talked about just a minute ago, Mike, that, um, with her training on the rocks. There, I don't see any statues there. There's actually a, a pile of rocks. that I think is a natural formation of, Skellig Michael. That she's standing beside. It's just a stack of uh, rocks that are stacked up.
0: Are, are I, didn't, I don't sure? see
1: any statues in this.
0: There, there there's a couple formations that look like they could be
1: yeah. could be figured see what you're seeing. Um, yeah, it's at the one one, uh, one minute, eight second mark is where you first come into this. And uh, right beside her, there's some stuff, but it does, it's not actual. I don't think it's actual statues.
0: Maybe, maybe, maybe not. It's too far out. We don't know.
1: Yeah. And I see um, the walkers in the distance just now. That was the next uh, shot.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, someone has tran- translated some of the Arabish on um, Finn's capsule.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, right, yeah, and I saw
0: that. Most of it's gibberish, but there is one that says stable.
1: Mm. Interesting. Now when you get into the um hangar that's blowing up, you can see the the front end of one and the tail end of another A Wing sitting there beside Poe's X wing. So we got A
4: Wings in this. Cool. I hate to see I hate to see Pose X wing go like that. I really did.
1: <laughs>
4: well, like,
0: well, it, it's not his X wing that goes. It, it's whatever was behind it. Oh, it, it's it's still speculated that his comes out with, if anything, minor damage.
2: But we, well, you know, Kimber- have a have a whole different X wing in the beginning of the Force Awakens. Sure. <laughs> if you knew it was possibly not coming back, would you take your personal X wing?
0: <laughs> nope. Nope. I'll take the company car. Thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's the X wing. But w- when we see the space battle scene, we do see another A wing. Yeah, and we do see new frigates that look yeah. amazing. Those new
1: frigates, yeah, I'm looking at those right now. They almost look like a modified, like a ginormous B wing almost.
2: Yeah, that's what I had thought too. I'm um, like, almost. almost. They
1: definitely have a uh, Moncala Cala uh, feel to them. Yeah, like the Nebulon Bs and the B wings were Mon Cala uh, fighter or bombers, weren't they?
0: Um, well, no. Well, we we see the beamwing actually created in oh, season two yeah. of Rebels. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what mm-hmm. was was. I don't think that guy who who create designed it was Montcalmari.
4: Wasn't the wasn't the B wing
1: uh, Corillian? I'll look it up here in just a second on Wikipedia. Well, can,
0: canon has changed slightly because uh, again because of Rebels.
1: Oh, yes. that's right. Okay,
4: yeah.
0: Because we we see the design, we meet the designer of the B wing in in Rebels because that's okay. what that's what Hera flies was being in the Gunners turret um,
2: during one of the during one of the scenes. Yeah, and I just realized my ears that, were clogged. And that and was, screaming. That was a uh, a prototype too. So.
4: Yeah, it, 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 was that it was one? that was one that had to grow on me. The B-wing? I, yeah, the B wing. Like I, I like the X. And I'm a huge fan of A wings. I don't even know why. Oh, actually, I do know why. Because uh, they're they're like great for they're they're great for well, reconnaissance missions.
0: Well, and they so, got the. I think it's a speed in the dart. Yeah. Like.
4: yeah. Um, I, cause like when you play, I don't know if you guys ever played X wing, yeah, but, yeah. um, so, hey, the, hey, so, you know, huh? go, go ahead. Was it like with the a wing? Like they usually, you usually got stuck. You got, you got stuck with the a wing. <sighs> For reconnaissance missions. So I would just put everything on speed and shields, and, and that was it. Like I, I did, I I, de- I, de- I depowered my guns because the guns are crap on that thing anyway. Uh, all, all I had was torpedoes. Yeah, yeah, torpedoes, and I, I was shields and, 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 and engines. That was it.
0: Yeah, but the A Wing was the only thing really able to catch up with the Thai interceptor. That's true too or or the tri-wing.
4: Oh yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. the defender, the three-wing.
0: The three-wing, the tie defender, yeah. yeah.
4: But I'm a and, fan
0: of that one. But x uh, quickly
1: the B-wing back there was it is a Mon Calamari ship. A guy named Quarry was the guy that created it. He was a Mon ship. Mm.
2: Do, do they mention That's why they Yeah, they mention yeah, from seeing Rebels. him in Rebels. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's the character from Rebels.
2: Yeah, I remember him now. You know the B-wings, it's funny. I I didn't become a fan of the B-wing until I actually got the toy. Like it was like this yeah. huge, this huge ship for the toy. You know, it was just kind of cool. And I was like, all right, this ship's kind of cool. I can see some fun with it. See for me, I wasn't a fan of the B wing until Rebels, and
0: then we okay. get to see it, and then we get to see it in action a little bit more. I'm like, oh,
2: okay.
0: So it's actually a two man fighter, not a single man fighter.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I like that because and, uh, no, go ahead. Because in the toy, we we don't get um, um we, we we do we do not have uh it, it, they only listed as a single. I mean, I think every toy version they had of it, it was only a single man fighter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: That's because it and, couldn't fit two figures in the cockpit. Yeah.
0: Well, they they, they made the, the gunner's cockpit a
1: little too small. Right. Yeah. Well, also, you got to so. remember, when that toy was originally made, um, Kenner was notorious for this, of making up their own names, coming up with their own specs for the ships and stuff, because no one oh, yeah. gave it to
2: them. Oh, yeah. Well, so yeah.
1: They, they may not have known it, had, it was supposed to have two fu- two p- people crewing it. Yeah. How many of the Cantina aliens have totally new names now because they actually have their right name now?
2: Right. This is true. I mean, like, Snaggletooth? <laughs> But the hammerhead, s- mm-hmm. Wallace yes, man, <laughs> and,
0: and, and let, let's make sure we get that confusion um cleared up. Zuckus isn't Zuckus, he, he's he's four Lom, and four Lom isn't four Lom, he's Zuckus.
4: That's right, yes.
0: So if you were able to keep track of that, that was yeah. a real Zuckus. All right,
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, let's see, exclusives Lego and Funko, you had to register for a lottery beforehand. And yeah. you got a ticket, uh, you stood in line, and you were guaranteed to get an exclusive. So I entered Eric, Mac, myself, my wife, my daughter. Everyone but my wife got denied for Funko. She got approved for Funko.
1: Ah. Oh,
4: nice. Did,
0: did the same thing with Lego. All got denied, except for my wife. so we have the lego detention center star wars celebration exclusive
2: nice nice
0: it is never being opened and and my daughter goes why why do we get it if we're not gonna build it um (laughs) i will buy the parts I have a copy of the instruction manual from where some someone did open it. I have the PDF of the instruction manual. I can get the parts list. We'll build one separate. <laughs> I, am, I am not opening that kit.
1: Well, no. the thing with Lego is similar if I remember right, for most of the Lego collectors, the um, Lego is like fun code where you can actually open it up as long as you have the box and all the original instructions and packaging. They don't care if it's been opened or not.
4: Uh, it doesn't really
1: affect the value.
0: The way this one's done, you could open it and be like that, but you got the back but you do have the bags that the bricks come in. That that's a major yeah. factor. And if they stay sealed, the the, the better the pricing is. Okay. Um, now, Funko, we only picked up one exclusive, and we picked up the Chopper in Imperial disguise because that's the one ah. that's we wanted. Oh,
1: that'd be cool. So nice. we have
0: we have that. I'm now on the hunt for a regular Chopper. That way she <laughs> can have that one as well. Have mm-hmm. the two. I need a Chopper too. And if they come out with any others, we will get those as well. So she keeps. The, maintaining the set, so I would love to see a chopper in an action pose. You know where the he's using the flames, you know, mm-hmm. sort of like the one Boba Fett from uh, from the Bounty Hunters Smuggler's Bounty box. Yeah, where, where he's taking off. The, yeah, I would love to see that with with a chopper as well. Um, so yeah, that's what we have there. Um, the Thrawn book. Oh My good lord, what a nightmare! Saturday there was a near riot when it came to that book. They they sold out roughly they they sold more than they expected on friday thursday mm-hmm. and friday that they held back like 75 or 80 mm-hmm. of the convention exclusives mhm so, so they could have them for sale on Saturday. And what they did Saturday was a raffle. And people were questioning how the raffle was being done. And is, is this fair or is that fair? And they shouldn't have done this. And not, it was, it was a mess. It really was. Um, to get into the celebration store, a three to six hour wait. This is the wow. first celebration I did not go to the store. Uh, once you were in, if you were ready to check out, it was a two to four hour wait to check out.
4: Oh my God. No, it wasn't worth all that. No. Hmm.
0: Now, if you were lucky to get there as soon as the convention opens, you could get what was called a light speed pass, which was the equivalent of a fast pass. And you came back at certain times. But they said, You miss your time, forget it. You don't get to go through. That's it. You missed it, you lose it. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy nuts. So um but I will say Oh nice Kodo. Nice Kodo. Co K- Kodobayuka. Yeah. Triple Zero bt bt1 awesome right here nice and i thank kodo for this uh, i love the Artifact series from kodo and this they make to me between sideshow gentle giant kodo I think kodo's got the best stuff out there I mean there there's some the other companies put out some great pieces but I think what you get from kodo you, you definitely get your money's worth I don't think you're overpaying for what you're getting mm. um I I stand by that um, general Giants got some great it's got a great thing going with the the oversized Kenner replicas um but I don't know if those Kenner replicas are worth 125 bucks each yeah okay. so I mean that that's one of the big things is it worth 125 Bucks each i don't know not when you could get you know the singles for 45 from from kodo or a double like this for for 80 or they had you know celebration specials where you get them for um oh i'm trying to remember drawing a blank for like 99 bucks you got a three pack i mean you can't beat that I mean, the three packs. What if I had the money, I would have considered one of the three packs. Oh yeah, because um, you, you 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 can't deny that. I mean, it's a great deal. So right. Um, but no, I really love the work Kodo does, and it's one of one of my bucket list things. Ever go if if the family ever makes it over to Tokyo for Tokyo Disney, um, there's going to be one day where we just go out into you know we go away from the parks, and I want to go check out the Kodo shop or factory there in in Japan. I believe they're in, in Tokyo. That, that's that's one of my bucket item lists. Let's go check them out. I wouldn't mind hitting the, the U.S. complex as well. Right. So, yeah. Um nissan did get one of the the death trooper keychains that they were handing out um oh cool and they, and they I've had heard
1: those were awesome they
0: are uh we did the vr in order to get it the vr was pretty cool it was like a battle sim right and then you're driving a nissan rogue and at one point <laughs> you hear it go um blindside alert blindside alert and you're looking around then you look to your right look up and there's an atst right next to you like yeah. oh my god <laughs> <"Cool."> <laughs> um this is unexpected um i oh, but it it was it was pretty cool with that um superhero stuff affiliate of the show um, was there Brian uh, Brian Welch who who's you know pretty much one of the Vps of superhero stuff um he hooked Eric and I up and big shout out to to Brian and superhero stuff thank you guys uh I ended up getting a, a the, the Jedi Academy hat uh, it's a, it's a great it's a gray body blue bill uh the great yeah. uh the Jedi logo in blue uh I got the 3930 hat because I don't like flat bills I, I got the curve and it says Jedi Academy on the back um great It's one of my new it, it's i was wearing it all weekend i have been wearing it off and on since the weekend uh it, it's it's now new in my rotation and um did discover with the thirty nine thirties, i wear a medium large not like reebok where i wear a large extra large so he's got my flash hat and he's gonna swap my flash hat out for first smaller size which was nice of him to do so
4: nice cool. um uh,
0: mm-hmm. sunday um my wife and daughter are with me. This dog's driving me nuts. I'm sorry, folks. It's joys of a of a pup. Well, we know because we had Derek when he was fostering. Had some. Um,
1: I know the feeling of joys of a pup. Luckily, mine's pretty quiet.
0: <laughs> a hound mix? There is no such word as yeah, quiet.
1: There's no such thing no. as quiet.
0: Um, the... Uh, my, my wife and daughter were with me on, on Sunday. It was family day. I did no show work at all for any of the shows on Sunday. That was my day to veg. That was my reward day. I'm there with family, having fun. Uh, we did our picture with uh, Mike Quinn. Um, because of the fiasco I had with the tickets, uh, we ended up getting another photo op in which uh, I surprised Zoe, and we got our picture with Matias uh, Sirkar, voice of Sabine.
1: Oh, that would have been awesome. So she
0: wait it's like so who who's all in the picture with, with Tia with Tia? She goes, Just me. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but with Mike it's the whole family. And uh so yeah. So we did that. Um so at one point we Yeah did... I saw
1: the picture of you with the um bunny trooper. Yeah, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well we we did shoot a trooper and, and Zoe was a champ. Oh my god. Uh out of the six shots that we that she had, because we went twice, um she was five out of six. Oh with, nice. with the cool. shots.
4: Um was it was it with the black? Blaster or yeah, what Nerf, guns. Nerf guns? Nerf guns? Oh, Nerf guns. Okay, cool.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. These were Nerf guns with regular darts, not the suction cup. Okay. Wait, which if they're regular darts, it's like yeah, just hit them. If they're suction cups, then you aim for strategic places to see if you get them to stick.
4: <laughs> and I and I,
0: I, tr- I try to end up doing the gig line. Let's try and hit the forehead. Let's hit middle of the chest, and then let's hit the cup area. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there was no dart. They weren't the suction darts. They were regular darts. So, now just blast away. Hit them wherever you can hit them. Um, so we went over Sphero, and mm-hmm. I think I blew the folks of Sphero's mind when I said, Yeah, not only, I mean, BB-8, and I was talking to them about possibly getting some product uh, for review for the show. I said, not only am I interested in the BB-8, but I'm also interested in the Spark. And they go, you know about the Spark? Now, the Spark is what BB-8 orig- was developed from, the Spark. Bark is the original app-controlled toy that they made or device that they made. And it's a ball. Right. And, and it's a great little thing. And Well, Zoe had a chance to play, you know, take their iPad and, and play with the BB-8. And, of course, they had both. Uh, then um, one of the other guys from the booth had the Force wristband and had yeah. um, had the, the Battle-Worn BB-8. Mm-hmm. That thing looks cool. I mean, the clean one is nice and pretty. and It has got that nice gloss finish to it. The Battle-Worn with all the dirt and all that. Dude, that's the one I want. <laughs> that
2: mm-hmm.
0: thing was sweet. But to see the wristband in action as well was cool. And the wristband will work with the normal balls as well. The spark in their other one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, absolutely. Zoe's right there as a champ. And then, and also, here comes this little kid. Maybe two, Three talking to BB-8. I'm like, Zoe, just take it over to him. So she roll she guides it over and she's having my seven year old is having fun, entertaining a two to three year old with BB-8 <laughs> on this table. And she's getting just as much kick out of it as, as the kid is. And it's like, okay, this is cool. It's like, yeah, it, it wouldn't go to, it wouldn't be one of those. Oh, we're going to, it's like somewhere around here. I got a mini helicopter that I'm going to find and start messing with again.
1: Mm-hmm. This
0: is something that would not go to waste. <laughs> It, it truly will not go to waste and they and they told us that that the main ball is pretty much impact proof because they have okay. shot at it with a shotgun okay. with with no wow. damage <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: oh well, Mike, you got the. You said you got the puppy. I got um, Cassie here. Imagine um, what the dogs would do with BB-8 rolling around. Oh,
2: I was thinking about that with my cats. We we
0: almost, or I almost got the original spark from my golden retriever just to drive him because he loved tennis balls. Imagine, <laughs> imagine a ball that we go, okay, here, catch, and, <laughs> and it hits the ground, and as soon as it hits the ground, we start moving it <laughs> the opposite direction. My golden would have gone nuts over it. I think my hound. Would, would do the same thing if she saw what was going on. I was like,
1: what? Yeah, I know Cassie would, too.
2: Oh, she's driving me nuts.
1: See? She's telling you right now, give me one, give me one.
2: I know, I know. Um, God, then I my cats without having to get off the couch. It's like a laser pointer for dogs, truthfully. <laughs>
0: um... Uh trying to think what else okay. was there. Uh, didn't we, we got our picture with with from the land, uh, a land speeder. Um didn't take advantage of a lot of the props or or movie movie set pieces that were fan built. Some of I mean we had the um race speeder there was the speeder bikes in the bunker. Um, there was the uh the creature that had, you know, that we see the first time we see. Ra- well, first time we see Ra- Ray sees BB-8, that little walker creature thing. They had a replica oh, of that uh, up. Yeah, I can't think of its name.
1: Tebow or Tebow?
0: Yes, his his he was creature. riding on top of one. Yes. Yeah. That was there. Uh, apparently, there was a or Falcon. Scene. There was a Falcon scene there, um, not on, not on the fi- Star Wars live stage, but there there was a uh, Falcon that had a BB-8 in it. I totally missed half of that. Um, I did interview someone from Starlight, which is one of the charities for uh, Force for the cha- uh, Force for Change. Uh, uh-huh. Chatted with them. I want to force for a change for this dog
2: <laughs>
0: i I again I apologize it's um, I'm just trying to think what what else was celebration f-
2: well, did
1: you um actually did you meet up with any of the podcasters that you knew from before here or you make new friends with podcasters?
0: uh we made new friends with a group called geek Bros uh they're the ones who interviewed Eric and I after uh ran into Sarah and Richard from uh, Skywalking Through Neverland uh, yeah. met up uh, at the Skywalking Through Neverland did a meetup at Epcot on Monday and I met Teresa from Fangirls Gone Rogue uh, which okay. Sarah's a part of that I did meet yeah. Trisha Barr um, <laughs> just as I start up recording um, <laughs> so so Uh, Japan Airlines or whoever it is, they had replicas. They had good size models of the three um, airliners that they've done. The R2, the BB-8, and the C-3PO. And they were selling replicas of them. You know, smaller models. Um, Going back to Starlight real quick, one of the big things they're doing is they're doing a Meet BB-8 VR, and they're doing some other VR where you get immersed into a Star Wars storyline. And it's basically for the kids that keep them distracted from the chemo or the radiation or whatever else they're having done to them it's a way to distract them and they're making these hospital gowns that are cosplay there's a vader there's a stormtrooper uh, a jedi an r2, and r2 and it's got the side tides instead of the back and snaps on at the top to make it easy to get to the ports and everything else and still keep them covered and keep them keep them warm and and that was pretty cool um i trying Disney's booth was pretty cool. Uh they were selling like some of the exclusives they were selling was a um a chopper action figure. Uh they had a for the fortieth anniversary a two-pack that was uh C through PL and RTD2 in the same card. I a new droids four pack, um, which I'm sure we'll see in the parks, uh some t-shirts, uh the celebration exclusive name badge, um, which I was able to get one for Zillion myself. Um just I apologize for rushing through. This. artist mm. alley was great. Uh, got to meet up or catch up again with, uh, with Katie Cook, um, who I love her art. Uh, of course, she's been writing for IDW with My Little Pony, um, and eventually will come on the show and uh, she'll be on the various shows. So we'll have her on Wookiee Radio. Cool. We'll have her on Weeby Geeks. Um,
1: did you get to talk to Jeff Carlisle? Did not. Ah, uh, so he's a friend of mine that was down there.
0: Did not. Um, I didn't meet up with Jim either from, uh, Tangent Mouth.
1: Yeah, that's the other one I was asking about. Oh, okay. I was wondering about.
0: Yeah, did not. Meet up with him. I knew him. he was
1: supposed to be down there.
0: Did I did not. St- Bunch of different people I was supposed to meet up with. I had people say we saw you in passing. They're like, why didn't you stop me? I had st- yeah. I had a swag I would have given you. Um, no one, no one really. It, it, it was busy. It was busy. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised. For Saturday, I was expecting it to be a lot more crowded than it was. But I'm thinking maybe the way they had things spread out, it was it helped cut down on some of the the crowds. So,
1: mm-hmm. well, I did have an interesting idea for possibly the next celebration that they're probably not going to do, but it might help with the alleviate the crowds and stuff, is maybe do one bi-coastal. Do one Bad. in Anaheim and in Orlando at the same time to celebrate Jeez. both Star Wars Lands' opening.
0: Gee, you must have heard me talk about this before. Say <laughs> what? I, I have pitched this several times. Uh, oh, 2019, yeah. 2019 has not been announced, which is unusual. Well, part of the speculation yeah. is this was the last one for Pop that Disney's going to take it over and run it like they do um, D23. Yeah. Now, there is a D23 this year. They've already said D23 next year is going to be in Tokyo. I wouldn't be surprised if we see twenty uh, D23 on the even number year Years and celebration on the odd number of years, especially if Disney's going to be running it. If we're going to continue getting the numbers like seventy thousand and more, there's no way it could be done in Anaheim. com that convention center is not going to handle it. Yeah, they barely handled the last celebration that was or the the last U.S. celebration. I have a funny feeling D twenty three U.S. base will be Anaheim and Star Wars Celebration will be here in Orlando. That's my speculation. But I have also said I would not be surprised if they announce 2019 It's going to be bi-coastal. And I even have the dates that they could do it. It would be first weekend of May, which would be May 3rd through May 6th. Mm-hmm. Or May 3rd through May 5th. Because that Saturday would be May the 4th. Yeah. Star Wars Day, right man in the middle of celebration. Mm-hmm. Tell me that wouldn't be a hell of a party.
1: <laughs> that would be a blast. And then you, and
0: even if you don't open Star Wars lands, but you you arrange for the whole weekend special. You now where where you do a lottery to find out what time, what day you get to go to experience as a as a preview Star Wars land from Celebration. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: On either well, coast, they could, yeah. Well, they've already shown they can live stream panels. So they could actually split the big panels between the two and live stream them to the other show.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the question comes down to what celebrities do you send? Where,
1: yeah, that, and also some of the large exhibitors would they be able to do shows on, at two places at the same time? Guys like yes. Hasbro and uh, yes, Funko and some of these other ones,
0: yes, they can because they do any other time. There's a lot of times they're at mm-hmm. two different shows at the same time. They could do
1: it, yeah. But are they two shows the size of like a celebration?
0: Yeah, they could do it. They got the manpower to do it. Mattel definitely could because the the booth the booth the booth folks are um, well. We Brett Derek and I know one the booth you know one the Specialty people used by Mattel for the west coast and that 's patty Jean robinson
1: mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. she
0: went, and she was telling me that now a lot of times they use locals in the area to to help fill in for that and, the, and they have a group that, that's east coast you know southeast northeast midwest mid east or mid atlantic midwest southwest west coast whatever so so they, they have their they have core teams. Um, I would love to see Bicoastal. I really would. Oh, oh. Uh, it, it just comes down to... It would make it easier for people to get to it. I think you would set a new attendance record because it's split between the two. Um, I think you could still... I think if it was coastal you're still going to pull in over 50,000 people here in Orlando alone. Yeah. It's just, if you do your big panels like, Oh, an episode nine or whatever, the standalone or the Obi-Wan standalone panel, it's going to have to be like one o'clock in the afternoon here to hit 10 o'clock AM out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, some of that stuff could be intriguing, but
1: yeah. Another interesting idea I've heard off of, um, this one actually heard off of, um, geek out loud. He was, saying how, because he wasn't able to make it to the show, but he sat and watched all of the live streaming. It's like, he wouldn't mind. They, it'd be interesting if they did maybe a, um, like what Comic-Con HQ does, and do an actual um, pay-per uh, service, yeah. where you could watch almost any panel. You just gotta pay yeah. a la carte per, per panel. Three to yeah. five bucks to see you any, of the pa- any panel you want. Yeah, I think
0: E3
2: does that, or somebody, something like that
0: me an idea It's not a bad idea
2: um but i've seen most of them posted on youtube already yeah that's
0: marvel panel is not on youtube <laughs> Then yeah, there's always, always
2: cer- yeah, there's
1: always certain things like um, the rebels panel was streamed live stream, but then right. they cut away before you get to the episode. Uh, the heroines of the the heroines panel, I actually watched. They had Dave Filoni, um, Tia Sircar, and um, Ashley Eckstein and, Eckstein, and then Daisy Ridley came on. Yeah, and um, they live streamed the entire panel until they got to the episode of um, Force of Destiny.
0: Now, I know a lot of people were upset over the fact that you know, all of a sudden here's uh, Jonathan Boyega, here's Harrison Ford shows up. Um Harrison Ford was gone uh, Friday morning because of he he was in for the the jet uh, for the Carrie Fisher tribute party as well. Yeah, That's one of the big reasons. And then he was gone the next day, uh, from what I hear. Um, but you had Daisy Ridley, you had Jonathan Boyega, and yet they weren't there signing. Um, <laughs> imagine the money they would have had for that. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Sure. Well, most of the signings, I don't know about the way for celebration, but a lot of them, if you go like Wizard World and stuff, the signing goes basically to the actor, the money, because that's what the, that's their Pay for the weekend a lot of times, or they get a, a very uh, small base fee, but most of the cash from the autographs goes to them.
0: I don't know how it was how it was done this go round because it was all run by uh, Tops instead of official picks. Uh, I guess Tops have been running it for a while. Even that was kind of disorganized. Like I said, I had a, I had a pre-sale for Mike Quinn, and I'm getting emails. Sorry, we sent a duplicate. Duplicate what? Ticket? I never got a ticket. Oh, we sent them last week. Uh, no, I don't have anything. Well, we sent them last week. No, I do not have anything.
2: <laughs> um,
0: well... And then I get you need a pro. I'm like, dude, I can't pronounce something. I don't have. Well, we sent them out last week. Call me. I get the phone call. It's like, dude, I'm telling you, I don't have a spam folder on this. I've checked everything. It's not here. Well, I'll re I'll resend a request to have it shipped to you or emailed to you. Okay, cool. And I still never got it. So I had to go stand in a 45 minute line to pick up my tickets. And that's when I scored the free one for, for compensation you know, for all the trouble. I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, with, with all this trouble and all this hassle, what are you going to do to, to, for quote unquote guest recovery? What we got offering you is there someone else you want to get a picture of as well? Like, yep. So, um, so the question now comes down to any, any, well I guess it's going to come down to any final questions. Uh, we've been talking for a while. I apologize. I mean, there's a lot to cover here. Yeah. Um, any final questions for tonight's show before we, we split it split it up to the other shows later?
1: No, I think you covered it for the first look at all this stuff. There, there's going to be yeah. a lot of info that we're going to have to sift through for a couple of shows.
2: Yeah. 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 Okay, you guys have a few shows. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, then any final thoughts
2: before we go?
4: I wish I could have uh, been there.
2: Yeah, no kidding. Me
4: too. Yeah, see, seeing all the pics that I I had some friends down there. Well, and I had you guys down there and I'm just like ah!
0: <laughs> Yeah, it was insane.
4: <laughs> and that was the noise I'd made at my desk.
0: So, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, well, on that note, we'll leave you asking,
4: want to know more? <laughs>
2: The bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weebie Geeks production.